I've had to give up sugar recently. I just had this chocolate-covered almond addiction, and uh, we were just eating so many of these things. <laughs> Hang on a sec. You had a chocolate-covered almond addiction. That's, that's right up there at John Hopkins, uh, it, it's, it? It's really intense. It's an epidemic. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there. Welcome back to Think I Get Episode 14. Ezra Firestone here, my partner as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm well-rested and ready to go with this episode, Ezra. Oh, very nice. You know, this is the first episode that we've done where it's the end of the day for you and the beginning of the day for me. So I think that kind of ties in with what we're talking about today. Yeah, so uh, normally we do it early my day and late your day, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and but it's not this early or this late. This is the earliest and the latest we've ever done this. Pushing the boundaries here, mate. <laughs> we are. We're getting we're getting wild and crazy. <laughs> so this episode <laughs> is about rest, right? It's a very important but often overlooked part of life and we all need it probably more than we're getting. And with it, we can actually grow faster because taking a break actually gives you the clarity of mind on whatever task that you have at hand that gives you the clarity of mind on whatever the task that you have at hand is and allows you to get outside yourself and whatever it is you're doing and have an objective viewpoint on it. So if we take uh, weightlifting as a practical example, you can't work the same muscle over and over. You have to rest that muscle in order for it to grow. And the same goes for every area of your life. So how are you embracing rest? Are you running yourself ragged and burning the candle at both ends? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Wow, this is really cool. I'm I'm fascinated with this subject, both from a, you know, it's been around in, in some of the most popular self-help books, the idea of taking time off, which I'll cover later in my quote section. And recently, I was reading this amazing thread in a forum called Dynamite Circle. There was this guy called Rob, and he posted an extract from a book that he found called The Promise of Sleep. And I actually ordered the book on Amazon after seeing that. But it's written by a guy who started a sleep disorder clinic and a researcher at Stanford. And he made a real link between um, REM and dreaming. And he's been studying sleep for decades, but he made a heap of points about uh, if you need an alarm clock to wake up, you're probably sleep deprived. And he just went on bullet point after bullet point. And the fact is, I think a lot of people are just not getting enough sleep and it causes terrible accidents, bad health, terrible decisions. It doesn't really fit in with the whole nine to five work week thing. And, And I guess a heap of our episodes talk about how we do things differently than the rest of society, especially you, Ezra, um, you know, when it comes to bananas and living with cults and things like that. <laughs> not a cult. They're not a cult. <laughs> no, I was thinking more the one you escaped from ah, in, yes. uh, in, in, in Panama. In the jungles of Costa Rica. That, well, that definitely was uh, a cult. Uh, okay, so you got me there. Fine. But I, I think that, I think you're right, man. I just want to acknowledge your, uh, your cult. You know, they, they say that um, – thank you. I appreciate that. They say that, that uh, sleep deprivation is actually the, the biggest cause of uh, car accidents, even more so. Than- 33% of car accidents are caused by drowsiness. Uh, and the – was there some other weird stat? 42% of staff 
at uh, uh, San Francisco Hospital admitted in an anonymous survey to killing a patient because of sleepiness. Whoa. <laughs> so, they can make sure that your uh, nurse or doctor is paying attention. Wow. That is an incredible statistic. You know, um, sleep is so important and sleep is just one part of rest. And, you know, you're not sold rest. There's not much money to be made in the rest industry. Okay, we've got massage and we've got healing treatments and we've got spas and such, but that's a really small industry on the spectrum. When we look at, when we look at health, we've got things like you know, your diet and how much sunshine are you getting and how much movement are you getting and how much rest, how much water are you drinking and all that stuff. And diet is the most hyped up one because people can be sold the most stuff in, in relationship to diet. Like people can make the most money off of selling crap to people right diet things well i'll tell you what though recently i was setting up a new place and i bought a mattress and there's plenty of money in those things so the uh one of my wealthiest customers when i was selling mercedes-benz sold mattresses and he was a clever cookie he figured out that everyone has a bed (laughs) <laughs> like pretty much everyone is potential customer and they you know they they also cycle through these things every however many years for you know two four ten years they they keep repeat purchasing and these things cost a lot of money you know that's a good point the mattress i know quite a few actually e-commerce retailers are doing really well in the mattress um space i've also seen in in some countries there are these little sleep pods where people can pull up a sleep pod during the day and uh, and then also they combine it with oxygen. Oh, I've seen those. Those little uh, they're like these little d- drawers that you get into. It's like stuffing yourself into a drawer. Yeah. And how's this this one, Ezra? In this book, it said that most Westerners are so chronically sleep deprived they don't even understand what non-sleep deprivation is because they've never experienced it. And um, and that before the invention of the light bulb, people were largely biphasic, so they did like a four to five hour block after sunset. And then a couple of hours awake in the middle of the night and then back to another four or five hour block. Really? Mm-hmm. Do, um, did they talk about why that was? Well, the light bulb has, has changed everything. They're like battery hens or, um, you know, there's, I remember some of the early studies into office workers. They put bright lights. People increase their concentration. But of course, they're doing terrible things like drinking monster energy drinks and garuana and, and, uh, caffeine and, you know, like we were talking about in episode 12, how big the caffeine market is. We are modifying our behavior so much that we just, we don't even know what it's like just to have a normal routine. But I think I've come a little closer to that recently, doing things like not using the blinds and waking up when the sun comes up. It actually made me wake up four hours earlier than having the blinds closed and sleeping in. We had the same experience. We moved into a loft that had a skylight, and we now wake up with the sunshine. I do think that it's a little bit like, I was talking about this on a recent podcast, human contact, right? Like that's such a vital part of health, how much connection you're having with other human beings. But people can't really sell you a cuddle. So you don't hear much about it, except for there is one guy who can sell you a cuddle. His name's Reed Mahalko. He's a good friend of mine, and he started uh, CuddleParty.com. So if you're interested in some cuddling, go check out CuddleParty.com. They have a safe uh, space for you to get a little bit of human contact. Oh, there's a guy um, that does free cuddles in Sydney. Really? Yeah. He went he's like a worldwide viral YouTube hit, <laughs> free cuddles. And he's just cuddling people up down in downtown Sydney? Yep. Just um, just walking around the, the shopping center giving free cuddles. So he'll just like cuddle you on the ground of the mall or you just carry a blanket with them or something yeah no he just uh he basically just 
does free cuddles. <laughs> By the way, I looked up Cuddle Party and it's in Wikipedia. Dude, Cuddle Party, it, it became a big movement. Reed's a genius, by the way. But um, uh, I'm curious about this guy in Sydney when we're down there. I'd like to see how he's, how he's running his hustle. If he's like just cozying up to people. Well, I think he's gone uh, global now. But uh, yeah, he just... I've got to just point out, it might be free hugs, but... Oh, it's, it's definitely it's just... definitely free hugs, dude. I, free hug, yes. The free hug movement is, is a large one. I'm talking about good old... Th- and, and hey, hugs are good, but the a, a hug versus Hang a cuddle... Hang on, so hugs and cuddles are different? Oh, they're way different, man. You ever... Okay, <laughs> come on. Let's talk about a good old-fashioned cuddle where you're just cozying up to someone and it's nice and you got your little feet moving, you know? It's like a whole thing. It's much more of a... It's a much more intimate uh, experience, a cuddle, than, than a hug. A hug is wonderful you know you hug everyone you say hello you give them a hug i'm talking about a real down to earth let's get in there for some real time together cuddle wow <laughs> okay <laughs> well there you go <laughs> well you know cuddles cuddles don't happen standing up i think that's i mean i guess you could cuddle standing up but it's just it's, i don't know anyways moving on <laughs> <laughs> this is this the not in the show notes between... by the way listener <laughs> oh my god you know you you, you got me i I was coming into this episode thinking there's really not a big market for rest, but it turns out that there's a lot of people selling you rest. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's not just the mattress. You need the mattress protector. You need the pillow. You need the pillow pillow cover. You need the sheets. You need the doona. Then you need the pollen, you know, dust cover. There's all these things that you need. Then the little skirt that can go around. <laughs> so there's... Well, and then of course you've got the delivery to deliver all this stuff. So, it, it, but I, I think that the difference between what we're talking about and the crap that you're being sold is okay. So you have this nice mattress to sleep on, but are you actually sleeping in it for the amount of time that you need? Probably not. It's almost it's almost certain that you're not, and that's you know there's a simple test. Are you noticeably sleepy at any point during the day? Are you yawning? If so, you're probably sleep deprived. And here's the thing, sleep debt accrues over time and it generally has to be paid back hour for hour. So I noticed in my last part of my career, I was so sleep deprived that it was, I was bordering on very unhealthy and people around me were saying, you know, you're crazy, you will kill yourself if you keep this up. And they were right, of course, and stubborn me saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I, I could see this window where I could actually burn the midnight oil, uh, burn the candle at both ends and get that little leap ahead that needed that needed to happen for me to be able to quit my job. And once I quit my job, I was able to dump this uh, massive hourly commitment at someone else's business and then replace that time just to sleep and concentrate. And I remember one of the decisions I had to make was if I go into business for myself, can I consistently come up with uh, value creation ideas and energy to commit to solving problems for other people? And I decided that I probably could if I didn't have to spend 12 hours a day doing something else. (laughs) So it was literally like I could sleep in and maybe start a little early on the, the home job and finish a little early. And that was that was enough to propel me on my own business. Turns out if I was able to dial in 10 or 12 hours on my business, I was rapidly able to accelerate it. But now I'm actually on a real mission to pull it back to the three or four hours a day that I was running for several years. You know, I think that um, 
there is a time and a place for, for putting in those heavy hours, but you have to look at the toll it's taking and figure out whether or not it's worth it. Like what is more important than your body, than your consciousness, than this vessel that you're traveling through the world with, you know? And if an extra two hours of sleep is going to have you feel so much better while you're doing the things you're doing, who cares that you lose two hours? Yeah, so that I there was maybe six months where I was just grinding it out, um, falling asleep at the keyboard <laughs> three or four in the morning and then waking up at 7 again or 7.30 to, to go back off to work. However, I did that so I didn't have to put my body behind a desk for another decade and you yeah. know, put on the suit, do the corporate thing, which I was feeling was – very unfulfilling from a living perspective. Then after that, I was able to travel. And yeah. now I work with a stand-up desk and um, I get plenty of sleep, lots of um, lots of time to explore different things because my job is less um, time dependent now. I have very few actual time appointments, but I do have daily commitments in my routine. I think that uh, a lot of us have the same sort of story like hey we're working at this job i was working at the yoga studio whatever it is and we moonlighted a business so we worked all day and then we worked at night so that we could give up this thing that was not enjoyable for us so let's let's ask this question this paradigm in life of moving forward and then stopping to rest and take some inventory about what's going on within that situation and then moving forward again i think that's actually much more powerful, has you do a much better job and get further than if you were to just keep trudging on forward without ever stopping and taking a bit of a rest to look around and see how things are going. Yeah, and you can build this into your life routine like I do with Burger Friday. And, um, of course, as we record this episode, it just happens to be a Friday. And I did uh, put up a picture of the burger today because it's Burger Friday. But funnily, people who follow me on Facebook are used to that picture on Friday. It's it's like I'm, I actually feel like I'm contributing to other people's routine and reminding them to stop and do something for themselves once a week as well. Yeah, it's a good-looking veggie burger this week, man. <laughs> i got to break it to you, bro. It's not a veggie burger. And Oh, God, it looked like a, it looked like a black bean patty to me. Well... I do have one confession to make. This was not my burger. It was a person sitting next to me. And oh. um, funny story, I was thinking about this. Uh, we went to the Hard Rock Cafe here in Manila, and it's wildly expensive compared to all the other restaurants. And the reason for that is they import these Angus burger patties from somewhere else because generally the meat here is not good. It's not like Western meat. And... The only way to have decent steak is to have an imported Angus from the US or from Australia, and it's much more expensive. Yes, yeah, so you're just taking pictures of other people's burgers. See, it's a little factoid. Just like, hey, man, <laughs> can I take a picture of that burger to share it with my friends on a social network across the globe? Exactly. Well, what I, you know, I couldn't post up my um, healthy club sandwich. I basically had uh, grilled chicken fillet with avocado, tomato, lettuce, and. Um, I didn't even eat the bun. So it's like, you know, that just doesn't Whoa. rhyme with Friday, when does it? You, you thought outside the bun? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just, it was just too easy to take a picture of my next door neighbor's uh, burger. Yeah. Also, you know, your Burger Friday posts have become quite popular. Moving forward. Well, no, no, while we're on this, I mean, I think it's fascinating watching. Yeah. No, it's fascinating watching what people beside me eat. I was watching Tank eat his meal this morning. And now, Tank is someone staying at this hotel here. 
I can only imagine that's his nickname. He is uh, like the size of a tank. He's a big boy and he's in the army. I don't know his real name, but I've watched him arrive here in his uniform and then I've seen him working out in the, the courtyard. But this morning he had – I've just got to share this because it's so fascinating. He had um, a big glass of orange juice and apple juice. Like he had a, he was running a tandem pair of juices, which is all just sugar. And then he backed that up with two glasses of tomato juice. Uh, so that's four juices now. And then he had uh, like a massive carbo load. He had bread rolls and pancakes. And uh, then he stacked on top of that bacon because the world needs more bacon. <laughs> and I just wonder, is it any wonder this guy is the size of a tank? Probably not, dude. That's a lot of okay. <laughs> I wanted to reach over and say, hey, bro, like, you know, just – you could make some small changes here, like switch over to the the water, have a black coffee, and uh, and maybe just go the go the ham and get some tomato and asparagus and and uh, see if anything changes there for you. Yeah, or perhaps Tank enjoys having a massive body. You know, some people like to um, like there was this healer I used to go to, and he was like just jacked. He was just the size of a he was just a beast and. I believe the reason he was so big in his body was because he was so emotionally in touch. He could feel so much that he had to build up all this armor around him. So perhaps Tank is just a really sensitive dude. Well, I reckon he is. He looks like a lovely, lovely guy. And I wouldn't call him Tank uh, to his face. I'd only just talk about it on an internationally broadcast oh, podcast. Oh, he's not actually called No, no that's, that's just he's my nickname for him. Uh, no, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that was I think his he's name. more likely a, a, a Harold. Harold? <laughs> you know what? If I see Probably. him at breakfast tomorrow, I'll, I'll just ask him. I'll, I'll strike up a conversation. We'll come back to you, listener. Awesome. <laughs> so here's something that's interesting. I think it's a bit, of, a bit of philosophy to just drop into our show, which is why are we so driven to consume and to have? Like what void inside of ourselves are we trying to fill by reaching outward for stuff? Because the truth is that you cannot fulfill yourself from the outside. You can't have fulfillment. You can only be fulfilled. So instead of trying to have love in your life, be more loving. Like switch this paradigm between having and being because you, you can never really have things. You can never really possess them. You can, and we, you know, we're sold that the goal in life is consumption because that is what makes societies run. And so we're sold to consume, consume, consume. It's what, it's where rampant consumerism comes from. And I think it's something worth looking at. Like, why, what do you actually need in your life? And then what, what all do you think that you have? And why do you have those things? Every definition of success in our culture is based on the number of possessions we have. So, I just think that's something worth looking at. It has nothing to do with rest, but it's something that's on my mind. No, it does, man. Let me link this in for you. <laughs> because, okay, I had a meeting uh, yesterday and today. I was speaking to my uh, web development team. And um, one of the things we're doing at the moment is we're reducing down the number of website servers that we run in our business. We've got about 20 website servers that we lease, and we have around about 2,000 domains. Uh, and websites on those domains. And I just can't help but think of how many of those I would have ordered at two or three in the morning when I was tired because um, of sleep deprivation at the time. Probably got into a, 
a phase of collecting. It became like baseball cards. You know, I wanted to collect this and collect that, and I just accumulated way too many domains that I can't use. Even with a large team, the resource required to build and develop those sites, it's actually taken us years and a good chunk of change to develop these sites, and I still have to sell a bulk of them. And probably now the way my business model's set up, I can survive with um, probably a, about 100 of those domains. Um, we can do a pretty good job with 100 of them, and the other 1,900 of them don't need and will exit. So that uh, probably ties back to sleep deprivation, probably ties back to not stopping and, and considering the business model enough as we went, and definitely just way too big a batch size. You know, I went pretty hard with uh, the acquisition phase, and then changes happen, you know, like especially the blog network change. At at one point we had at least six or 700 of our blogs were being very effective for us with SEO, but our business model has shifted now and we are not as dependent on those, so I can actually exit those ones as well. But there you go. I'm sure that the average listener has purchased yeah. one or two website domains late at night or an information product or something where they wake up in the morning and they almost forget that they even ordered it and they certainly wonder why or have some remorse around it because they had this need to possess, the need to have, and that it's not actually getting them the result that they wanted when they look at it in the harsh light of a well-rested day. Kicking down some knowledge, baby. I had to sit. I took a seat for that one. I've got my little, um, I got my little uh, podcast. Did you did Did you ever buy some domains, Ezra? That I will not comment <laughs> on the number of domains that I have that are not in use. <laughs> There's quite a lot of them. I own so many, man. It's uh, a little embarrassing. I think it's actually very common with entrepreneurs. Yeah. What is it about? Why do we have so many of these damn things? They're always expiring. You're always getting updates from GoDaddy and Namecheap and all these things. Oh, this domain's about to expire. And you're like, damn, I did buy that domain, didn't I? Yeah. So then you just let it expire. Yeah, so more sleep, less right. domains. So here we go. Weekly willpower wager. Can you power nap? Have you ever tried it? You don't actually have to fall asleep, by the way. But every day for the next seven days, take some time to detach. Detach, that is, about halfway through the day or right after lunch. I take naps after lunch, personally. Take 20 minutes. Put an eye mask on, get yourself a bit of rest, and see how that feels. See how it feels to like take some time in the middle of your day to, to shut out stimulation and just be inside yourself. And if you don't fall asleep, that's fine, but you will be recharged. You will feel recharged. Well, you know, I've got a confession to make. It's, uh, uh, we started this recording at about 9 o'clock on a Friday night, and I had actually just woken up from about two hours of sleep. And that's because today was, you know, I met with the team today and it started at 9am, that was 12 hours ago. So we, I had breakfast before that with, with Tank. He just didn't know I was having breakfast with him, but I was. He probably didn't notice me. And, uh, and the meetings went through till just after, or around about lunchtime. So probably three or four hours of love, heavy concentration, like really deep discussion on strategy and action items that we're going to do. And this, there was, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, there's about six of us um, talking about stuff. But these heavy action items carry us through the next quarter. 
and they're big things, big rocks that we're shifting. And I was tired after after lunch and uh, 37 degrees Celsius heat <laughs> outside. Uh, even just to go and get a bottle of water, you need to buy two so that you can have one just to cover you for the journey and another one for later. And, um, you know, it sucks the energy from you. And sometimes the very best thing you can do is just hop into bed and just close your eyes and just drift off. And when you feel like you're ready to wake up, you wake up. And I don't actually use an alarm clock unless I'm traveling or or doing something, you know, way out of my time zone, uh, like a conference in the US where I'm going to have to use an alarm clock at times to wake up. But generally on on a daily basis, I wake up when I wake up and I go to sleep when I'm tired. The other thing, while I've been doing these meetings, I've really cut back on my caffeine uh, back to just uh, about two or three a day so that I can, uh, you know, don't want to overstimulate. Good for you, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, dude, come on. All I, every, every time I turned around, there's some fancy cappuccino being posted to your Facebook wall. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like that might be my one or two. Generally, I'll have two coffees a day. So it's, um, you know, maybe a picture every day might give you the impression I'm chugging down 16 of them. Mm. But I don't need I don't need them to stay awake. I can actually have – this is a weird thing. I can have a double shot of coffee and sleep amazingly well. I've somehow – You're immune to the stimulant at this point because you've so, you know, you've so like – you've just been, it's just been in your system so long that, that it doesn't actually I, – I would, I would challenge you to give it up for a week and then try it back and see how that goes. No, I've, to, I've given it up for six months at a time before. Yeah, um, what did it do? Um, <laughs> interesting. It sort of made me feel a little flatter, uh, like very, very stable, sleep well, all that. But when I was selling, I had a little, lacked a little bit of punch, a little bit of, ah, you know, get out there. A little bit of pizzazz. Yeah. So I actually like the stimulation of caffeine. I like the, I like mm. the feeling of it. And um, it does... Re- Coursing through your veins. Yeah, it does rev me up a little bit. And it's it's kind of like... Some some artists smoke pot or um or so, so, yeah you know, poets yeah. or I get up in the morning drink. and uh, I have a gr- green. You get juice. up and pull a bong. What? <laughs> <laughs> no man, I have right. a green juice that gets me going. It's, I have I have I don't get me wrong. I have greens, you know, just not yeah. that kind of green. But I mean, you know, I uh, I don't know about you, but you can have something like a green juice or a coffee or whatever, and you can actually feel it going through your body within half an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we all have our own stimulants. The most commonly abused ones are salt, fat, and sugar. Uh, those are those are the most common stimulants. Other uh, sugar, sh- sugar's poison, according Dude, to some. Dude, it's really gnarly. The amount of salt, fat, and sugar that are in everything we eat. If you start looking at really what what level of addiction, like I've had to give up sugar recently. I just had this chocolate covered almond addiction, and uh, we were just eating so many of these. Things. <laughs> Hang on a sec. <laughs> You had a chocolate-covered almond addiction. That's that's right up there at John Hopkins. It, it's isn't it? it's really intense. It's an epidemic. It's going around. All the hipsters got it. Um, <laughs> although I'm not really a hipster, but you know these things are getting popular. You can't walk down the street without someone handing you a bag. You got you got people slanging bags on the corner these days. It's crazy. Well, I cut out sugar from my coffee, and I also have very little milk now. Like I'll order a macchiato or a piccolo, which is literally just like. A, a fraction of milk, just a stain of milk, or a, a, just a little bit of milk, and you can still just get a, the, the caffeine, but without all that the sugary milk. Yeah, it's probably better. All right, so James drinks coffee. I drink green juice, and uh, have recently given up chocolate covered almonds, which brings us 
<laughs> to our news and updates this week. We've got a couple things going on. Of course, the Hawaii Lifestyle Business Retreat, September 6th through 8th on the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii. If you're interested in coming to that and you want more details, you want to know about it, you'd like to talk to one of us, email me, Ezra at smartmarketer.com. I'd love to give you the scoop on it, um, or we can hop on Skype and chat about it. It's going to be awesome. We'd love to have you. Of course, we are accepting voicemails through SpeakPipe, uh, voice comments. So hop on and give us a call. We'll play you back on, on air. And uh, Now, just uh, to, to if you want to know how to use that, go to thinkactiket.com. And if it's your first time to go there, register your email address, and we'll tell you when there's a new episode published. If you've been there before and you get our little welcome uh, squeeze page, there's a little skip this page option. You can skip that page. And then on the bottom of the site, you'll see a place where you can leave a voice message. And you can just use whatever's on your computer there to leave a message. Yeah, your uh, internal microphone or whatever it happens to be. We've got uh, Fast Web Formula 4 coming up in June. I will be in Sydney. I will be looking for the guy who's cuddling people at the mall. You can come with me. We can have a field trip down to the mall to, uh, to all get a cuddle from this dude who's world famous um, for his uh, – for hugs. For his hugs, sorry. Free hugs. We'll go down Look there. We'll up. have a look at how that's going. That'll be cool. Um, we'd love to see you there. And another bit of news, if you're into e-commerce, I was recently featured in the e-commerce startup magazine – uh, in the newsstand for iPads. Check that out. It's got a free conversion video in there, about 20 minutes on uh, on some conversion stuff, which is a part of my seven-part course that I've just finished for conversion called e-commerce acupuncture, which I'll be putting up on my site fairly shortly. You can opt in and, and get a look at it. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, all of my um, split testing data over the past couple years put into one course. Uh, Took me about wow. two and a half, or about two and a half hours of video content. It's really good. You might also be in uh, Superfast Business Magazine, which will be published in the Apple newsstand as well. We've just submitted it, and um, it's summary of each month's worth of posts on Superfast Business, and we've, we intend to publish that for free. Oh, nice, dude! Yeah, because this one, this e-commerce one's five bucks. So yeah, um, so we're just going to give it a run for free and see what the audience base is like, and uh, we'll report back on how successful it is for the marketers out there to see how we go with it. Yeah, I, I mean. I definitely want to be in that. Let's have a chat when this episode is over. Moving on, we've got our comments. We've got a lot, of, uh, we've got a lot going on this week. So first we have Errol Nezar. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. Errol Nezar on the acknowledgement episode. He says, great stuff. You guys are the best. Short and sweet, Errol. We appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by and letting us know. Next we have Mark on money. And he said, hey, guys. I had breakfast at the local food court with my three kids the other day. Usually, we'd have to share a bottle of drink between the four of us and hold back on the extra bacon. Sorry, Mr. E. We're meat eaters. Hey, man, I'm in support of you. I, I don't uh, – You don't judge. I, I've got nothing. I, I'm, not, I'm not morally against the consumption of animals. I'm against the mistreatment of animals, right? I don't think yep. that's cool. Right. Yeah, um, I agree. Anyways, he says, but on this occasion, I was happy to splash out using money that I'd earned online – Thanks to a little help from you guys. And I really enjoy spending the cash that we deserve and not feeling guilty about it. Loving this podcast really helps me get through the daily commute. Cheers, Mark. You want to give that one a shot, James? Yeah. Thank you. That's that's awesome. I'm, um, it still actually blows me away that I was able to set up a way that money can come in from the internet. And uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about 
spending it because it's hard enough to get in the first place. Totally, man. I think that there's so much guilt around having about, around money is just uh, man. We got a whole episode on it. Have a listen to it. Yeah, it's, go it's, back and listen to the one on money. That, that was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. All right, next we've got Sue Ellen, and Sue Ellen. Uh, dropped us a message through SpeakPipe. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you now. Hi, James and Ezra. It's Sue Ellen here. Um, just wanted to say, loving the show and particularly the acknowledgement episode, which I was listening to in the car with my young son. And it generated really great discussion between us. And when James uh, mentioned the children listening along with their parents, he was really chuffed because he felt like that you guys were really speaking to him. So thank you for that. And uh, really looking forward to meeting you Ezra at Fastweb Formula 4. Thanks for great episode uh, and great podcast and not just for everything that you're teaching us but also for what you're teaching the next generation coming through. Thanks a lot guys, looking forward to the next one. Bye. Sue Ellen, I was thinking of your young fella there because uh, he did come to a Fastweb Formula meetup and I know that he loves his um, Minecraft and I think I think we have some similar philosophies there on on involving the kids in this sort of stuff. Uh, so big shout out to uh, to uh, young Husey. Great to have listeners of all ages to the show and I'll try not to swear so much. <laughs> I think it was me who got caught swearing on that episode. Thanks, Sue Ellen. Really appreciate it. So happy that it, it, it inspired a, a meaningful conversation between you and your son. Very, very cool. Next, we have Mike Cowles, and he says, another great session, Ezra. I love the combo of you two sharing the love. So he's talking about the little love fest we had in the Acknowledgement episode. Thanks, Mike. And if you go ahead and listen to episode 13, and actually this episode as well, both inspired by the topics that you suggested. So, listener, if you have topics that you'd like us to cover, we will likely cover them, or some of them. Mike sent us a list of ones that he thought would be interesting, and we've now done two of them. So, awesome, Mike. Thank you. Carol says... Uh, Carol Amato on the same episode of Acknowledgement says, excellent episode, guys. I've already begun to implement this today. I've been slacking, but no more. Thanks. Yeah, that's nice. We also, by the way, we do get a bit of Twitter action sometimes when I syndicate the posts. Carol Olson quite often will retweet our posts. And um, it's really nice to see that that people in all different mediums are supportive of the show. Yeah, I'm getting love on uh, on Google+, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Pinterest. I've got a whole board on my Pinterest thing for every episode. People are get, I'm getting some love from uh, from all those those different channels where people hang out. So thank you, and we'll make sure to keep uh, put you know syndicating this content to every different channel so that uh, you've got access to it. Next, we've got Mark Penny, and he says, "Hey, I was doing the dishes." While Ezra was reading out my feedback, and it gave me the warm fuzzies. That's nice. I like giving people the warm fuzzies. He says, I'm feeling the love. It's amazingly powerful, and I can see why you read them out on the show. I enjoyed this episode, too. It was like an extension to the Attitude one in regards to redoing the recording. Thanks, James and Ezra. Did we redo the Attitude recording, James? Uh, we redid the... Um Episode 13. Did we redo the Attitude one when we did that? Did we have to do that twice? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Maybe we... we uh, I don't think we've redid the whole episode. I'm not sure, but gosh, there's been some tough edits in some of them where we've had calls drop, especially ones from where I used to have no internet, uh, which was really tough for the for considering what I did. Uh, we've, we've really lifted our game since we have fast internet. That's made life way, way different. Yeah, dude. The, the, the fact that it's just, okay, let's just take a look at this for just a quick second. 
You can do all the stuff you do with basically a dial-up modem internet connection for the past eight years. It's just ridiculous, actually. I don't know how you survived that. I don't know how I survived it in hindsight. Just for listeners to get some perspective on this, my average connection was somewhere around a 1.5 to 3 Mbps. And uh, when I switched offices recently, uh, to, went to the beachside to set up my studio. My internet there is 114 MBS. So I literally have 50 times faster internet. And I can tell you, it makes a big difference. I could I could do my work in half the time. But to, to, I just had to, you know, I had a lot of patience. I had a lot of um, frustration. Even one of my littlest kid would cry because Minecraft won't load. And anytime we were playing PlayStation Online, we were getting absolutely slayed because the other players could see us before we could see them. So, you know, like glitches or you get stabbed or shot before you have a chance to even react. So it probably improves your reaction time if you play under those conditions. I don't... um have much experience in gaming besides Sega Genesis from about 10 years ago, but it seems like it'd be pretty tough to participate. It's like, you know, it's like uh, playing paintball with, with blindfolds on. Well, it's like, every, yeah, you're playing paintball and everyone else has has real guns. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just such a yeah. disadvantage. Do you, do you ever remember or write down your dreams? I do often remember them. And I never write them down. I've been um, I've been wanting to try writing them down because I have been having some crazy dreams lately. My God, I don't know what it is if it's the spring energy or what, but my dreams have gotten. I, I should just point out. Sorry to to cut you off there. Um, get it, get in there, dude. Yeah, I'll get in there while I can before you go on some Technicolor journey. Um, yeah. A lot of my dreams uh, will actually solve a business challenge. And I will write that down. So I'll wake up and immediately jot something down on my notepad or whiteboard, usually a whiteboard. And uh, like I could, I could wake up and uh, and I'll have a eureka moment where I'll just go, oh, okay, and I'll write it, I'll map something out of my whiteboard, and I'll I'll take a picture of it, and I'll feel like I've actually dislodged something because I know that we're solving problems when we switch off. Yeah, it's such a such such a fascinating um, journey to have a look into the subconscious and see what you can gather from it and have start having a look at what's going on in that head of yours and what do these dreams actually mean to you in your life it's just a really fun uh exploration that you can uh check out and uh and and something something worth looking at because there's a lot of fun to be had there regardless of whether or not you believe that it can be useful for you uh moving forward we've got troy bassard now troy Brousard actually is of Mike and Troy. And Mike and Troy, if you don't know these guys, topmarketingstrategies.com, these dudes are legit. They also happen to be uh, really heavy-duty podcasters. I think their podcast, Top Marketing Strategies, has been in the top 10 to 20 uh, as long as we've been doing our podcast. These guys are, um, these guys are, 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 are awesome. And they said, Troy said, hey, I like the simple, focused format on just one topic and then hitting it from all different perspectives. Gets you thinking on several levels. Great job, Ezra and James. Troy, thank you so much. We appreciate the five star review. Yeah, uh, thanks, very Troy. Very cool that you dropped by and had and, and let us know. Yeah, look, I was, when I was looking at the Australian iTunes, it was nine five stars, one four star. We've got to lift our socks, Ezra. Dude, we're doing. Um, we got eleven. We got twelve five stars on um, in America here. So right. 
wonder if uh, maybe a UK listener could give us a, some stats there, see if there's any activity over there, maybe send us a screenshot. Yeah, that would be cool. Now, this is like a particularly long episode so far, um, maybe because we're so well rested. You've just had a whole night's sleep and I've had a, an afternoon's sleep and we're rambling longer. Uh, is it <laughs> good? Is going? it bad? Are we, are we giving more value or is it just rambling? I guess we'll find yeah. out. This, this one has been pretty, This one has been sort of more – and I, I worried about this because, you know, when we were recording them in my nighttime, I'm like revved up from the day. I'm ready to go and like – I just woke up now, so I'm just, you know, a little bit more mellow, a little bit more sort of airy-fairy. So it'll be interesting to uh, – to, and it's only going to be this way for the next three weeks, mind you. We've got this same time slot for the next three episodes set, and after that, we'll renegotiate our times. So for the next three episodes, we, we may have a bit of a different dynamic, a little bit more mellow, and uh, we'll see how that goes. James, I think you've got a quote for us. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one short. Sharpen the saw, Stephen Covey. Uh love this one it's such a great story around how those these two lumberjacks go out into the forest and one guy's there like soaring away at his tree all day long and he looks across and the other one's sitting there having a little morning tea and then then the other guy's having lunch and then he's having afternoon tea and the the guy that's just soaring 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 thinks there's no way that he can be beaten but then the other guy's tree falls down first and he said, how did you do that? Like, I looked across, you were having morning tea, then I looked across, you were having lunch, and I looked across, you were having afternoon tea. And he goes, well, when I had our morning tea and lunch and afternoon tea, I was sharpening my saw. And that's about staying sharp and keeping focused. And as we were talked about before, sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. Pull back, exit, rest, recover, recuperate, then go back to it when you're strong and fit and, and ready to, to give it your best. And for that reason, it's nice to ta- tackle the hardest, most difficult uh, topics or things that you need to demolish straight after you've had recuperation and rest rather than at the end of the day when you're tired and you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Because what often happens is you just put it off again. Yeah, because you just, you just, the energy that's required for it defeats you and you just give up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got one uh, by our good old friend Aristotle Onassis. Now, this is not the Aristotle. This is you have an Aristotle fetish. I, I do like Aristotle, man. <laughs> guy's awesome. Um, but this is the, this is a different Aristotle. This guy was named Aristotle Socrates Onassis. Anyways, he's from this uh, from the twenty uh, first century. Um, not the old school Aristotle, but he had some cool names, and I guess it made him a, a pretty high level thinker. He says. We must free ourselves of the hope that the sea will ever rest, and we must learn to sail in the high winds. So he's basically saying, look, what's coming at you is coming at you, and you can sit there and be like, I wish it would be different, or you can take, you can, you can take on what's going on in your life. And I really like this quote because I think that a lot of people uh, spend a lot of time wishing that things were different um, instead of building a sail instead of just going full-fledged into what's going on in their lives. So what's coming at you is coming at you. And this just goes back to sort of a theme of our show, which is things will happen and you get to choose how you respond to them. There you go. So we must be up to the tag tip section. Yeehaw. All right. So my tip is to take some rest. (laughs) But probably you um, need to build in more rest into your routine. And it doesn't have to be at night. It could be during the day. It could be 
you might try and run without an alarm clock for a little bit if you if you're running with an alarm clock now maybe try waking up uh, with the sun see if you can remove the curtains or unwind your schedule a little bit so that if you feel like your energy's low just close your eyes and have a little nap i think it's such a such a good piece of advice my bit for you today is on mindset and it's you know it's the good old fashioned tortoise and the hare slow and steady wins the race be willing to slow down. In martial arts, going slower with the correct technique at first is what allows you to become a master and move swiftly. So do things slowly. And I struggle with this personally. This is, a, this is a, an ongoing conversation that I'm having with myself in my life, which is that I need to slow down and do things a little bit slower because that sets you up to be able to move faster. So be willing to slow down and notice what you're doing. So, you know, if you want to learn more about that, you could go and watch Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. You could wax on and wax off. That's a good strategy for you. Bit of wax on, wax off. Never hurt. Sand sand defense or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's not dissimilar to the one thing thing where I've been encouraging entrepreneurs just to focus on only doing one thing each week. Like, less can give you a lot more power than trying to cram everything into one. So slow down, have a rest, see what you do. So that's pretty much our, uh, wow, that's a, it's a big episode. And the subject's been rest and we've covered some really cool stuff. We'll probably put a link to that book the promise of sleep there there is also stephen covey's seven habits of highly effective people uh where the sharpen the saw lesson is one of the seven habits and that should give listeners something to think about this week and we thank you for listening in we really do appreciate the time that you spend with us we hope that these conversations add to your life um and we really enjoy uh, we enjoy having them we enjoy doing this show And we so love that you participate in it with us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. 